glory to You, O Lord. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out, and behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Well, happy Epiphany! Okay, you know, 0 for 3 at all services. Slow start to the year. Yes, it is Epiphany, the solemnity or the final feast of this Christmas season. Today, we encounter the three magi from the east who tradition knows as Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar. In their coming, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. Raise your eyes and look about Jerusalem. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters in the arms of their nurses. In their coming, the Magi show forth what St. Paul would write in his letter to the Ephesians, that the Gentiles are co-heirs of God's grace, members of the same body and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The Magi followed the star of the sky, the light of the sky, until it eclipsed the place where the light of the world laid in the lap of His Blessed Virgin Mother. They did not come empty-handed, but bore gifts of gold, 
and frankincense and myrrh of which Isaiah prophesied. Now, over the centuries, numerous theologians and historians have explored the meaning and significance behind these special gifts. And recently, I came across a reflection by St. Thomas Aquinas that shed new light for me on the Magi's offerings. Aquinas writes, The Magi found three things in Christ, namely, royal dignity. He shall reign as king and deal wisely, and therefore they offered him gold in tribute. The greatness of the priesthood, and therefore frankincense as a sacrifice. Man's mortality, and therefore myrrh. The Magi knew who they were looking for, and they knew the gifts to bring, the best gifts to bring. We can see it in their response to King Herod. Where is the newborn king of the Jews, they ask. Later on, the scribes say, He is in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Jesus received gold for his kingship, frankincense for his priestly ministry, and myrrh, that fragrant embalming oil that would anoint his dead body as he shepherded his people to new life. Now, if Christ is who the prophets and magi say He is, how then do we approach Him this day? There's a few options. We could simply ignore Him. Many people do that these days. Jesus isn't the Savior who wants to radically change lives. No, he's, he's just a really nice guy who sometimes says some really nice things. This isn't anything new. I'll take you back to our Christmas Day Gospel where St. John writes, He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world didn't know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. So we could ignore him. Or we could, like King Herod, seek to kill him. Now, some of you may be thinking, hold on, Pastor, wait a second. How in the world could I do that when the Lord is obviously risen from the dead? 
do we not seek to kill Christ in our hearts when we dethrone Him for the people and possessions and power of this world? Where do the allegiances of your time and your talent and your treasure lie? Now, I'm sure it doesn't come as a surprise to you when I say that these first two ways of approaching Christ would be disastrous for you. Ignoring Christ or seeking to kill Him will only set you adrift in the tempestuous waves of the present culture we live in. No created thing, no person or possession or power can offer what the Creator offers. May I suggest, my dear friends, that we follow the example of the Magi. When they finally found Jesus, this king and priest and shepherd, the text says they prostrated themselves and did him homage. Now, this wasn't just a simple bow of the head. No, the Magi fell to the floor, nose to the floor, laying prostrate before the child who made the ground on which they stood holy. One can only imagine that their hearts throbbed and overflowed, as the prophet says, with with joy at being in the presence of the one who would restore all things. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus after Christ's resurrection, whose hearts burned within them because they were in the presence of the king and the priest and the shepherd. In this profound gesture of prostration, the Magi showed that they gave their entire selves to this child. This child, because of who he is. Then, and only then, after that display of love and surrender, did they offer him the gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Maybe you've never noticed before that when you come to this place, to a liturgy, you are reenacting the Magi's coming to visit Christ. As we walk into the true presence of Jesus, we genuflect to show Him our submission. We kneel and we bow at the point of consecration to show that we give our whole selves to Christ. 
Then we offer him our gifts. We collect our tithes. We bring forth bread and wine offered as a sacrifice. And sometimes, like today, we sense the gifts with sweet-smelling incense. Incense that is called the Three Kings blend that is made up of gold and frankincense and myrrh. We bring Jesus the same gifts the Magi brought Jesus. We give Jesus our gifts. And then he gives us something better. Through the smoke of the incense comes his precious body and his precious blood in the Eucharist. In receiving him on the tongue, our hearts burn with joy and forgiveness and healing. My friends, today you partake of something that not everyone partakes of. You partake of joy incarnate. And then finally, like the Magi, we go home a different way. Now by this I don't mean that we take a different geographical way home. Like don't, honey, should we go right or left today on County Road 6? You choose. Not that. After interacting with our king, our priest, and our shepherd, we go a different way because our lives have been changed today. Your life will once again be changed today. You will be touched with holiness, and so then we strive for holiness. Divinity comes to humanity, and so we yearn to touch those divine things. In partaking of this Eucharist, our hearts and our minds are refocused heavenward. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Now, in order to help you go a different way, sometimes we forget. I invite you to take some of this chalk that will be in this basket outside in the narthex. Take some of this chalk. Inscribe this on your doorways, your doors leading to exiting the home, just up on the top of the frame. And by doing that, bless your home. 2023, the year in which we find ourselves in. C-M-B, the initials of the Magi, but also the abbreviation of the phrase Christus Mansionem Benedicat, Christ bless this home. Crosses, to remind you both of the cross of Christ, but also the office of king and priest and shepherd that the Lord holds. 
Every day as you leave your home, do as Jerusalem was invited to do. Lift up your heads, cast your gaze upon this inscription, and ask the Lord to help you go a different way, a holier way, as he blesses you and those who reside in your home. Lord, help me go a different way. Lord, help me go your way. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gifts for our king, priest, and shepherd this morning, the one who on this epiphany brings light that illumines darkness, forgiveness that erases our sins, and blessings, blessings that fill our homes. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Before you take your chalk home to bless your homes, let us ask the Lord's blessing on this chalk. Let us pray. O Lord God, bless this chalk with which you have created, that it may be helpful to your people, and grant that through the invocation of your most holy name, all those who with it write the names of your saints, Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, may receive health of body and protection of soul for all who dwell in the homes where this chalk is used. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I invite you to stand now as we confess the one common faith through the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation 